I never felt like I fitted in at school. You were either a popular girl, a smart nerd, a tomboy, a sporty type, or destined to be a convict in two years time. Out of the 1500 kids in my school, there were only two I could really call friends. We were the oddball trio. School ended and I continued on my life's journey, still failing to find my tribe, until the day I walked into the Sunset Strip in the heart of Soho. The neon light shone brightly, attracting me like a moth to the flame. My eyes feasted on the unusual shaped bottles and ornaments behind the bar. The photos on the walls of girls in skimpy outfits, laughing, embracing each other and looking as though they were having the time of their lives. I so wanted to be those girls. It was like stepping back in time, but into the future all at once. That was the first place I truly felt at home. I loved the friendly regulars and the cheerful owner always making jokes and playing pranks. But most of all, I adored the women I worked with. They were all misfits too. My tribe of misfits. Class, race, sexuality or appearance didn't matter. We were equal and we had each other's back. Since the Sunset Strip, I've had that feeling every time I walk into a new club or come across a stripper in civilian clothing. It's like we're all in this big secret, this shared understanding or divine knowledge. We're all part of a club that no one understands. And I love it. Hi, Heaven. Hello, Buffy. How are you doing? Okay. What should I do? Okay-ish. Why? <laughs> I think I've got slight lactose intolerance oh. in my old age. In your old age? Yeah. You, how old do you expect to live till? Because if this is your old age, what are you like, medieval? <laughs> die at 40? <laughs> Who knows? My anxiety tells me I'm going to die tomorrow. So... <laughs> No, right. I did what uh, what every uh, middle class white woman loves to do, and uh -huh. I went to the farmers market yesterday. Good. Ate my body weight in Philippe. Do you know what that is? No. It's like French cheesy potato. Oh. It's fucking incredible, it but it's having good. some real repercussions. Okay, so, yeah. so if we hear some strange sounds, yes, that's what nuclear wind, basically. <laughs> oh, God. At this point, I mean, your normal wind isn't great, so nuclear wind. I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try and keep it down for the purpose of recording. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I so this weekend I was a host of a sex party. <gasps> tell me all about it. Oh, I haven't even caught up with you on this. Yeah, so, so please tell me. I I was asked to host the party mm -hmm. and just to be like a um I don't know like a sexy person wandering around and like <laughs> getting people to have fun and kind of get into the mood. Um, but zero sex happened at the sex party. And as soon as I turned up, I knew no sex was going to happen. I was just like. <sighs> None of these people are going to fuck each other. And the woman who organized it really wanted everybody to fuck each other. And it just like wasn't going to happen. It was in a hotel and in a big suite in a Piccadilly Circus hotel. Right. Very fancy. Um, there had canapes. So I was pretty Ooh. excited. I stayed in the kitchen for a while and ate quite a lot of food. Um, so that was a big highlight for me. Um, Definitely. And I would say like maybe like 30% of the people were like down to fuck. But then everybody else was not and like quite nervous. So, so it could be quite awkward if there's just like three people banging in like a room of yeah. like, you know, yeah. 50 people. And nobody wanted to see that person. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like trying to, you know, like get people into things. And I was like, I don't know, you know, do you want me to like show you how to use this toy? And they were like, 
no. Oh, why did they go though? I That's what know. I'm thinking. Like, if you get invited to a sex party, you can say no. You don't have to go. I don't know. And then, like, the host thought it was be a good idea to put mushrooms out for everybody. And I don't really think that mushrooms oh. are like a good idea. Not sexy. No. More spewy. Yeah. I get really spewy with mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love them, but they make me like pretty yeah. for me for a while. So yeah. everybody was like really high on mushrooms. And then at one point I like <laughs> went into this couple and I was like, hey, do you guys like want to learn how to do some spanking together or something? And they were like, we're just like really appreciating the architecture of this room. And they were just like staring at the ceiling. And I was like, okay. Fair, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Enjoy yourselves. And then about, I was hired to be there till 2 a.m. So at about like 1 a.m., the woman who was the host like came up to me and she's like, when are people going to start having sex? And I was like, Aww. oh, sweetie, they're not. Um, and then a woman who was a lesbian was there with like a sort of woman that she was just starting to date, but they're both very young. So first of all, the one who she had just started to date uh, she was like tripping on mushrooms really hard and was having like nearly a panic. And so she was just like in her little like corset and underwear. And I was just like sat there rubbing her back for a little while, oh. like just being like, you're going to be fine. Everything's good. And then the other woman was like, well, you know, do you think this is going to like turn into an orgy? And I was like, no. My and bets are going to be. Yeah, my <laughs> bets are a strong no. And she was like, <sighs> could you like help it become an orgy? And I was like, I am not being paid to do that. <laughs> but I was like, well, why don't well, you like guys... you start it? Like, I don't know. You just like well... stop fisting yourself or something? <laughs> like, I don't... That was not suggested and I was definitely not being paid enough for that. I don't even know how much I would charge for that. I have to think about that. You have long nails as well. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so then I was like, mm, no, but you know, there's another room here. Why don't you and your friend just go off into there? And there's like some other woman who said she was just into playing with women. And she's like, can you like lead us? And I was like, okay. So I basically went into the other room. I made all the lighting nice for everyone. Right. I put on some good music for them. I told the security not to let anybody in there. And then I like, it was like super organizational. Like I got wow. them in there and I was like you the one who's kind of like tripping out a bit too much I was like you are you like miss submissive she's like yeah I was like great lie on the bed blindfolded her helped them get her undressed and then was like right you go here and like put one on one's cunt and then you go here and put the other one on the girl's nipples like lowered her yeah, face exactly. down and I was like and good night and then I left so I'm out, I'm out. so I thought that was quite friendly oh well and done yeah and so was, they they did all bang I think so I don't yeah. know I left it was in a private room nice. um and so well the only you. sex at the sex party I helped facilitate with some young lesbian ladies and then a I job left. well done i know so you know <laughs> just you know being magical spreading uh, love all over that's what i've been doing. i have been to those sex clubs that are like they're, they're like sexy parties you're yeah, not actually it like it was one in new york and you weren't actually allowed to have sex or get naked but i didn't know that <laughs> so like i was just constantly trying to get my fanny out and i remember they put this like it was a big fluffy cushion like you know like you know those ladies powder puffs yeah. but a giant one and it vibrated oh. and they put it on my fanny and I was like expecting it to get more erotic so I started slipping my underwear down they were like no 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 <laughs> and stopped me <laughs> I remember I was quite drunk and I was like fuck this this is boring okay, you're <laughs> I'm <boring>. going home <laughs> wow Exciting times. Just so. like a kink positivity, oh, sexy party. I'm like, that's not enough. No. That's not enough. I want to <laughs> have an orgasm. Anyway, so off subject as yeah. per usual. Today <laughs> we're going to discuss. So this is actually our last episode of season three. It is. Um, but we will be back very, very soon. Um, and we were sort of talking together about the things that we love the most about Strip Club. And one of the things that you and I both really, really love was our stage. Yes. And you know, and how do you turn that stage into an actual sale? Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, we thought we'd take you down a little journey with us mm. today. Not everyone does the stage. No, you can pay not to actually, be on stage. Actually. Yeah, it doesn't work for everyone. I know a lot of girls in my club, they almost look down their noses at going on stage. Really? Yeah. I think it's something to do with the pound in the pint gu- yeah, glass. Yeah, so in London, like. you know, you've got the places where you can do collections. So mm-hmm. there is that. But I I love stage. Like for me, that was like one of the biggest enjoyments of my job mm-hmm. was the dancing aspect yeah. of it for sure. But so the first thing that will happen in most clubs is that you will be either called on to stage or like at Browns, you would have to actually like, you would have a number that you were in the other sort of uh, collection. And then you would have to pay attention to who was on stage before you. Oh, they didn't even call you? No. So it was you your responsibility to... to know who was before I you totally on stage. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had to know who was before you on stage. And then you would be doing your collection while the woman before you was dancing on stage. And so... How did I survive there for like nine months? Like, I'm not I'm sure. so disorganized. You had to, yeah, you had to be quite I'm organized. I'm also blind. Like that... that... <laughs> I've clearly blocked this part out completely. You yeah. would have to like listen out for who was going to come up with there. And also if it was um, No Eyes, the DJ, who was the biggest. I thought you were just calling me No Eyes. No, no. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the cunty DJ. Who was the see. most horrible DJ ever. He would just like shout at you over the microphone if you didn't come and collect at the right time or they just like wouldn't give you enough time to collect and you wanted to make sure that you were sort of listening out because otherwise you'd miss out mm-hmm. on collection time yeah strip club dj is a very specific kind of person yeah, they can <laughs> be but yeah so you would have the you have the collection clubs versus the non-collection club mm-hmm. so then in the non-collection club you would they would normally call you yeah they call you over the tannoy so yeah. And then you would sort of go, you might be able to, so like at Palomino, you could then go up to the DJ and pick out your music Mm -hmm. and stuff versus at Browns, then suddenly you're having, or any collection club, you're going around. And really the collection is like how you make contact with the customers, first of all. Mm -hmm. Like that was always, I would generally try to be really friendly when I was doing my collection, because if you weren't, then you just like pissed off the whole room before Mm -hmm. you even got on stage. (laughs) Um, It's sometimes hard to do that though, when people are idiots and don't want to give you a pound or whatever yeah and I think that like there can often be like a really big misconception about pound clubs Mm -hmm. right that like that sort of feels cheap Mm. but it's not you get paid to go on stage also you're getting to have an interaction with every single person in the room so this is really your chance to be able to see like who am I connecting with who's looking me up and down who's staring at my tits who wants to give me two pounds instead of one indeed you know who puts in a note exactly yeah Yeah. so there are so many things that you can actually observe and get from pound collection so it's it's not just about the pounds ladies it's it's what follows (laughs) afterwards and my big thing was as well with my OCD-ness was like I really could remember every single face in the room Mm -hmm. and I remember groups so if I saw a group like I actually know everybody who put pound in my jug or not yeah like even if it was a packed out club with like 400 people in it yeah you still know I know you have to be sharp as anything in those 10 minutes that you're going around collecting like you have to literally gather all of your sharpness for the night and put it into those 10 minutes and like my tactic in a busy club as well would be that I would be letting the next group of men Mm -hmm. know to get their pounds ready I do that because you did that and I copy you and now I do that it's good isn't it because then it's like and then you can be really pleasant but it's like gentlemen get your pounds ready I'm going to be next up on stage and keeping everything really really nice I also had like a big thing that if a guy refused to pay a pound, I would get the security over, but I would always give the pound to the security because it's not about the pound, particularly it's about the respect mm-hmm. of sort of, yes. you know, <laughs> that you're, you know, you're following the rules. And like, yes. and if some, if somebody clearly didn't have any money, that's different. But if they're being really shitty about it, mm. 
then I probably ruin their lives. Yeah, I mean, like we've, we're we told that in our club at the moment, if someone doesn't give you the pound, just move on to the next one. Um, I normally move on to their mate and then I'll be like, your mate's really cheap. Um, <laughs> do you mind not being so cheap and giving me two pounds? That and they a- normally do yeah. um, because you're kind of putting their friend on the spot. And I mean, yeah. that's generally my technique. Making is them- like... They're like an idiot. Yeah. Well, if there's one person who like is an asshole and clearly all of his friends hate him, yeah. but he's like the head of the alpha male, you just destroy him yeah. in front of everyone. In front of his friends. And his friends will jump on your bandwagon. Yeah. And they love totally. him. Totally. Because they yeah. all hate him too. Because they all hate him. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Slightly off topic. I have become a bit more cunty in my... Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Good. A bit more cunty. Yeah. I tell people to leave. I'm like, no, it's the rules. You have to leave. <laughs> and then they'll be like, but I've got half a pint. Quick, drink it. Hurry up. You, you must leave. Off you park. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, don't be so fucking cheap and walk off. It's great. Well, look at you. You're like, your inner Buffy is coming out. I like it. In your it old is. age. In my old of, age. What, 32? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, moving around that room. But if you're in a non-collection club, right, where you're just going to get tips on stage, um, you would have like a slightly different, te- different technique, which mm-hmm. we'll move on to in a minute. But the next thing is, is your music, right? So music to me was so important. You know, I am looking at everything in that room to decide my music. It's mm-hmm. like, is it busy? Also the DJ, what the DJ is playing, I will try and play something that stands out away from the music. Yeah, a little bit DJ. different. Yeah. So if they're playing lots of house music, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in more into my rock and roll, uh, mm-hmm. you know, style of stuff versus somebody who is playing like a lot of pop or, you know, like popular mm-hmm. music of any sort. I might go in for like a really underground house track or something mm-hmm. like that, especially on a busy night. Um, I mean, we used to have some epic. We had some good house tracks that yeah. we danced to on a Friday and Saturday night. So then on the day shift, you would Very have... Very different kind of music. Yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your top day shift track? Mm, I used to dance to Whiter Shade of Pale. Sing it to me. <laughs> da, 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 da. Do you not know that song? No. It's a Whiter Shade of Pale. I think it's about suicide. <laughs> So, wait, is it? Yeah, I feel like it is about suicide. I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. But it's some it's sexy, definitely not a happy song. Some sexy suicide. But it's very slow. Yeah. It's, you totally would know it. Like, if I played it for you, you would definitely okay, know it. Okay, I would it. definitely know I mean, I, well, I have actually, we have put together some playlists for everybody. Epic. Uh, playlists. Playlists. Yours is a bit more epic than mine. It goes on for like seven days or something. It's I was like, because I've been a stripper for 22 years. That's true. So <laughs> you have to, and I would get bored as well. So I would really get into a track and then yeah. I'd be like, okay, I need something new for myself. <laughs> um, so I have literally put every track I have ever stripped to ever. Oh, wow. Okay. On that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it would take me far too long to say how many tracks I've ever danced to, but I really like dancing to things that were very obscure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of suicide, there's a band called Suicide from the 1970s yes. that I would dance to their stuff yes. quite a bit because I, it's just, I have some of their stuff from you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just kind of weird. And like, so you can like on the day shift, you could get away with dancing to something that was just like a bit offbeat and yeah. strange because there's probably like six OAPs in the room mm-hmm. anyway. So they're like, oh, I remember when I saw them and concert you, know? <laughs> you can tr- experiment try different things out that you have experiment tried out before. but maybe try them out first because I remember going on stage to a really offbeat Elvis Costello song it did not work like I couldn't move to it it was like some weird three four time it, like it, it was very strange like almost like ballroom type and I was oh. like, like I'm not gonna do step do, 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 on stage I mean <laughs> but I got stuck up there and I had to <laughs> I'd pay to see that I mean I, I can strip to anything 
Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. but I, it's possible. Yeah. I used to, so like in all my previous clubs, I'd always dance to music that I really liked because yeah. I was having a great time. In my current club, I'm not having as much of a great time. So um, I actually dance to songs that I don't like that much. Really? Why, yeah, why because I don't, because I don't want to have the association in the future. If I hear that song again, wow. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be playing Prince, obviously my main man. I'm not going to be playing You're not going to put, you're not going to like, Prince doesn't no, deserve this. No, that's like my past life husband. I'm not going to like do that. So I don't dance to Prince. Okay. I don't dance to any of my favorite now. I dance to songs that like, I don't mind, but I could take it or leave it. Huh. Because then it's like the association is not going to be there in the future when I play it. I really thought it through. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. I mean, but like I would be the opposite where had I stayed at that sadness club, um, I would be like, this is the only moment of the happiness moment. I get of the entire evening. Yeah. And I would just relish in it for a moment. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then go back to the sadness. No, I just can't. Just, I, can't, you're gonna stay, I can't get through the vibe. Yeah, the stay, vibe is stay just sad. too dead in there. So okay. I don't know if this is advice. This, <laughs> this is an advice. It's just different uh, <laughs> techniques, uh, perspectives that one can use. I want to dance to tracks that I absolutely fucking love and I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, it's it's definitely going to be different for different people. I mean, a lot of people dance to music that I am not feeling. I remember this woman, Francesca, she was pretty weird. She lived on a houseboat mm-hmm. with her brother. Um, and then they stopped speaking to each other because she had a bird and he had a cat and his cat ate her bird. And so <gasps> they were on the houseboat at, but at like opposite ends and refused Ooh. to have a conversation I mean, with each other. Houseboats aren't that big. No, they're really That's, not. So I don't you know have how to like share like a lot of things. In a houseboat. Indeed. So she was strange. Yeah. Um, but see, she danced to really weird music, but it really worked for her. Uh, so she, what used she, to, dance to? she used to dance to um, Inspector Gadget. Yeah, so she would do that. Her signature move was to do a handstand where her body would be facing the audience, so back against the wall. Right. And then she would do a spread eagle, like not a great split because she wasn't that flexible. So yeah. just sort of like a starfish. <laughs> um, and then she would shake her tits at the audience. Oh, I like it. And she had a massive bush. Oh, I love that. I'm all in for the bush. Yes, girl. I want to be rocket. her. Um, but yeah, so she would dance to... The, so yeah, Inspector Gadget. She would also dance to um, a Ghostbusters theme tune. And then she would like yell Ghostbusters out. She would shout it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh With the audience. Yes. Like it was like a sing-along. You oh, know, the Brits I love, love a sing-along. Yeah. You know? So she was like... And, but she was doing her thing and it really worked for her. Um, there was a woman who danced to the Crazy Frog song. Um, no. Yeah, but that, that was, was like horrific. a ringtone. I was it torture. Was, yeah, it was torturous around that time. When was that? Like, was that early 2000s? It was. Or something I think it was like 2006 out? or something oh, like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, very torturous. She's from Portugal. She was very weird. Her name was Angel. And then she's, she used to do this thing where she would just like move really slowly to everything. So it'd be like that crazy frog. Crazy frog moving yeah, slowly. But moving really, really slow. And then she would just sort of like waft her long hair across her back and like look back at the audience with this like. There's just nothing sexy about that song I don't at know. all. Yeah. I can get down with Inspector Gadget and Ghostbusters, but not crazy frog. Yeah. It's a step too yeah. far for it's me as well. Too far. I mean, and the thing is, is in a strip club, I think that it's aggressive to your fellow dancers because we're having to do private dances to that show. So Isn't it the worst? It's something yeah. to think about is like your stage show should be lifting your yeah. fellow strippers up. It mm-hmm. should not be like torturing them. I mean, we have discussed the woman who danced to a whole new world. Uh, yeah. Um, that but that's was, better than happy birthday. Didn't you dance to happy birthday? That was at a private party. Yeah. And that was a Stevie Wonder happy birthday. But see, okay, I did it, better. but it was yeah. bad. 
It was it was not because like... I have customers that actually say, "Can you wait until the next song?" I mean, I don't because I'm like, "No, that's not the rules." Um, but Look you know, you. when you're at this... you're such a stickler for the rules, <laughs> that's not the rules <laughs> because they fucking hate the music that's being playing. Like, the, yeah, it's like fair enough. Like, it should be only good music, but that is subjective. But it still, is subjective. And <laughs> see, if you let see, I'm happy to be allowed to choose my own music because mm-hmm. I have great taste in music. But a lot if of people, I ran a club, I wouldn't let anyone. No, me neither. I would music. be just choosing all of these. I'd be such a I'd be the worst person. Yeah, me yeah. too. Like if I owned a club, I think I'd be the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'd be great. You can't wear that. Yeah, if you were a certain kind of person. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, just awful. Uh-huh. But then again, I don't know. There is just something like so we went to the Sunset Strip the other day and it's so sad that it's closing down. It's, I, but, like, I actually almost didn't want to bring it up because it just, it made me so sad. First yeah, of all, you that I never cried, worked there. And you never even worked there. And I saw no. you like tearing up because it is just a place full of character and so many different women from different walks of life, different races, ages. Size. Like, yeah, everything that you're just like, actually to to have a rule where you inflict on the dancers exactly what one Your person thinks is. It's terrible. is actually wrong. So ultimately, if we had a cup, we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't. But we'd like to think that we would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, I actually wouldn't. And like, I just loved, and you know, we were in there, we were bankrolling the whole place. We were. We were tipping um, every single girl on stage, 20 pounds. Yeah, like, we, we yeah. went in and it was wonderful and actually one of the dancers reached out to us to let us know that they were shutting down the club and so we decided to go in there and the stage was brilliant in there it's like so good I mean talk us through the seats Uh, the seats are (laughs) (laughs) original versus new so the original seats were amazing. They looked fantastic. They were like old cinema seats, uh, but I believe that they may have had to have gotten rid of the seats Why? because I had like at least two friends um, that sat on those seats and then got bitten by some sort of creature <laughs> that lived within the wall <laughs> of the cinema seating. So they'd replaced it with lawn furniture. They have, yeah, which um, is not the aesthetic at all, but, but at I... least there's no weird dust bug mites creatures. Yeah. I mean, rats, listen, whatever. You win in there. some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, but their stage in there is great, and you can like sit around and watch it. You can tip all the girls on stage. Yeah. Um, and it was just this beautiful rainbow. Of it was literally all different every types of kind of. Um, there was that amazing bodybuilding woman. Yes. That like she was dense, but she was just like sick. I was like, yes, I love to see this. This is yeah. like such a variety of different women. Yeah. Um, there was that girl that just kicked off her shoes and just yeah. went on barefoot, and I was like, yeah, you fucking do that. Yeah. So it was it was really lovely. And to there was also this wonderful Brazilian woman who was dancing to some like crazy Brazilian song. Oh yeah, um, it was like boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she was just boom, 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 and all over the stage. Yeah. And then she looked like she was about to do like a headstand on somebody's crotch. Uh, oh yeah, decided not to. Yeah, um, which was great. I was a little terrified. Yeah, but she was wonderful. Yeah, um, and I do sort of feel like where are all these women going to go? Yeah, but, exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Sometimes. but. All of their mixed music, all of their stuff. It was, you know, it was, they were all feeling themselves on stage. Yeah, added yeah, yeah. character. And I think that that is the weird such and the wonderful. Thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It and really is sh- one of those places. You should feel whatever track that you're dancing mm-hmm. to, but also do remember that your colleagues are dancing not to. Crazy to. Not crazy frog. Not crazy frog. the line. I mean, that's <laughs> definitely not. So something else that I think about as well is like when you step out into a stage. So like when we went to Palomino, for instance, their stage was made out of like something that was like designed to hurt mm. and to maybe slip over on. It had it, little ridges on it. It was Do you horrible. remember? Like yeah. It was really was bad for floor work and I fucking Corrugated metal. That's what it was. No, it, was it wasn't. Like, There's was it not? No, no, no. There, that, that's... Oh no, that's Sunset. That's Sunset. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's this corrugated metal at... Um, 
Palomino, it was like um, like linoleum. perspex. Yeah, or perspex exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that was painful. oh, because it flashed. Didn't it? Yeah, they had lights. It had lights. It. it looked Which very looked exciting. Amazing. But if anybody had oil on, uh, fucking no. hell, you were like ice skating. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to crawl out onto the stage because mm-hmm. if you tried to walk down it, you'd absolutely like just fall they would have ass. a cleanup every now and again yeah they? and one of the bouncers had to do it yeah they would put on like really stupid music so you'd have like mountain man like having to like strip clean the stage that they weren't that happy about whereas like browns and carpeted yeah carpet mm. I, carpet is the one in my club now it is carpeted but it has not seen a hoover in many oh. years and, and i get always different. get on the floor because i forget every time i forget I love, and I then by the time i'm on the floor i'm already on the floor i, I love a floor like yeah. floor work is great I, some dancers are a little home. bit snobby about floor work, but I love floor work. No, I think it's the best. It's you, it's the lazy woman's strip. <laughs> it is. It's great. Just just lie on your back, floor, spread yeah. your legs, bobs <laughs> your ankle. So floor work to the uninitiated is basically just not on the pole and not standing up. So it just means, you know, crawling around on the floor, mm-hmm. rolling on the floor, <clears throat> um, doing the splits is, yes. you, know, all, you know, all the sexy moves that you're sort of imagine you're on a bed but mm-hmm. you're on the floor so you know it's to me it's always much more sexual like I don't really touch the pole on stage that much yeah it's a bit grimy and we're not really one for pole tricks are we we've got no. about five maybe in our yeah in my bag repertoire. of tricks but I'd, I'd rather not do them I think you could conserve your energy right yeah I mean what's your signature move on stage the front wedgie <laughs> there's no move greater <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that does depend on the individual. I'm saying my vagina is quite deep. <laughs> Guys love it. They love yeah, they it do. because the lips go over and basically yeah, conceal. To... Uh-huh. So I like grab the sides of yeah. my very, very tiny like dental floss thong uh-huh. and I pull it up quite high. Yeah. Not Borat, not full Borat, but like okay. further than my hips. Um, and then... It just sort of wedges itself yeah. in between my lips. Okay. And then my lips sort of give it a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and guys love it. I mean, do. It sounds super signature. <laughs> it's quite specific. Takes how's a bit your, of training. How's your thrush? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I am waiting for that to come back since I just did some antibiotics and I've been doing the front wedgie quite a lot recently. <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other signature moves? Um, not step will change. Okay. As in I've taken that out of my repertoire cool. so that Good. it no longer exists, thank God. Um, <laughs> I mean, I disagree. <laughs> I, front wedgie with a step will change sounds pretty epic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's kind of my signature at the moment. All what right. about you? Um, so signature moves. Sig- well, one signature I move know is, your signature yeah, moves. is definitely bending in half mm-hmm. and then being able to bite my underwear through my legs. Yeah, you like look completely through your legs. It's like some yogic move. It's like a bit circusy. Yeah, I mean, a, it's a either yeah, it's either you love it or you're terrified. Or you're freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, how does she do that? It's kind <laughs> of a bit me anyway. It is. It's yeah, like yeah. you either love me or are terrified. Mm-hmm. So my signature move obviously has to encapsulate, <laughs> encapsulate that completely. Um. What I else? like when you pull someone's tie. Yes. I've watched you do that and like 
pull someone's tie quite like well, towards your face. What I'll do is also, I often, I'll do it towards my face. Sometimes when I'm doing floor work, mm -hmm. or if I'm standing, I will bend over with my legs slightly further apart mm -hmm. and then I'll grab their tie from in between my legs mm -hmm. and then I'll oh, pull yeah. them towards, towards my cunt, your ass. Um, yeah, and yeah. then walk away right at the last moment. Yeah. So it's sort of they like- just get a whiff. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you know, everything's sort of on the edge of humiliating, yeah. I think, tends to be. Lots of splits. I used to also, the brown stage I loved because I could do the splits all the way from the floor to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. So and I could, you like, would like rest my, your, yeah, my your top leg up at the top. On yeah. the ceiling. So mm -hmm. I could like sort of do like a full split mm. from that. So that always looked quite nice. I do like a side full split. Yeah. Holding onto the pole, which I quite enjoy. That's kind of a bit of a signature. Yeah. If you combine that with the front wedging. Oh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what a day. <laughs> and then I would do like also like a split in between the two poles. Oh. So like that yeah. you're kind of taking up the whole stage. Like I yeah. kind of really lean into the, my like long legs. Mm -hmm. So everything would always be about sort of like, I don't know, just highlighting, you know, that's really what your stage show mm -hmm. should be doing is like highlighting all the things about you. Yep. And you're basically like showing somebody what it's like to fuck you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the long and the short. A big thing that I think about as well is like, I, you know, I think I've spoken about this a little bit before, but like the idea of trying to give people almost a cinematic experience. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about a lot of times when you're watching films, any like erotic moment in a film or anything mm. like that often it is, if it's not slow motion, it's at least like half, you know, like yeah. just slowed down just a touch. Yeah. Right. And that's often how you remember things, especially if you're a bit drunk, mm -hmm. right. You have this memory in your mind of something almost of being, like time stopping. Yeah. Of time yeah. stopping or things almost being like underwater. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I always try and think about however you're moving to almost be like you're underwater yeah. and you've got this floaty experience yeah. that you're going to do with somebody. Yeah. And that can often really, um, yeah, it just adds to the eroticism yeah. or something, right? Versus like just spinning around like a lunatic. Yeah, although spinning around like a lunatic, if you work in Miami, like totally I mean, works. yeah, it so, depends on your club so as well. So it really does depend where you are. Like I know that like obviously twerking, which you're not, I am not great a twerker, at, no. um, is actually the only way that you dance in Miami and in a lot of clubs in America. So yeah. And stage is a big thing there where you get huge tips there. Massive tips. And yeah. then you're just looking for that one VIP, right? Yeah. Versus in like Browns or something like that. I literally shot my knees to bits twerking yeah. for like two years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I mean, it, it has its merits, but also, yeah, just work out the club, work out the crowd, decide what kind of movement. Absolutely. And there were definitely some women at Palomino as well. Like stage was their thing mm -hmm. and they would make a lot of money on stage, but they were, I would say they did better kind of at weekends when mm -hmm. it was really busy. And yes. there were people who just wanted to throw on the stage. And fucking acrobats they as are. well. I mean, these women are doing things that I could never even imagine doing. Also, so get your health insurance, ladies. If you're working yes. in one of these clubs, because if you fall and hurt yourself, you know, you see women sometimes up like a 40 foot pole. And then just drop. And just dropping. Yeah. And, you know, like if you break your leg, make sure that you're covered for that because the mm -hmm. club certainly ain't gonna no. look after you so no 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 um you know public, that was, is it public liability insurance yeah, yeah is that what you need? exactly so get your yeah. public liability insurance stuff with that but that was definitely something another reason why i never really leaned into like the big acrobats mm -mm. at stage because it was just like your body's your job mm. and if you suddenly like injure yourself repetitive you your back uh, yeah. strain as well movement strain is is a thing so yeah. if you're doing those same crazy moves every single stage show like you're probably gonna blow blow your joints out so yeah be careful be careful <laughs> out there ladies i mean i've had meniscus yeah. surgery yeah everybody has you know go to your physiotherapist it's yeah. all very look important. after yourself exactly <laughs> so we've done our amazing stage show with mm -hmm. our signature front wedgies um <laughs> And now we move on to the floor. <laughs> What's your skill set here? How are you translating the stage into money? Right. So as soon as I get off stage, you have to do it. 
like ASAP because some some stages in different clubs the back of the where you exit from the stage goes back into the changing room. True. Whatever you do, don't hang out in the changing no, room after never your stage. Hang out in the changing Get room. straight back out. Also, onto the floor. can we just say this now? Don't hang out in the changing room, ladies. Yeah, like, just, I know it's like something when you're having a shitty night or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. you will 100% will not make money in the, in the change fucking room. changing yeah. room. I know you, you know need you- a moment. <laughs> Every once in a while, just like regroup. But sometimes, you know, you go into some change rooms and there's yeah. literally like a group of women who are just always there and then whinging that they're not yeah, making yeah, any money. Yeah. And you're like, really? You no don't say. Because you know what I don't fucking see in here is any customers. <laughs> so all you do is eat grilled cheese. That yeah, is it, just, which is fantastic. Grilled cheese but. is great. Um, but just like, just get out into the floor. Because yeah. honestly, sometimes when you think you aren't going to make any money, the guy comes up to you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. He, he can't do it. And all you need is that one customer. So you might not have made money all night long but you literally only need to make one sale in yeah. order to make you know potentially 1200 exactly. 500 whatever so, so yeah whinging to your friends in the change room ain't gonna make you any money Mm-mm. uh anyway so you, you get off the stage <laughs> so i get you straight pick that front out i pick my front wedgie out <laughs> <Now what? laughs> um i go normally i would go to whoever is giving me eye contact so mm-hmm. i scan the room and i scan the front row or whatever and normally someone will be looking at you because yeah. they're thinking like oh I just saw her on stage. I now want to get her attention. And so first up, whoever is looking at me, giving me eye contact, I'll go straight to them. And then I'll chat to them. Maybe they just want to talk for a minute. Fucking annoying, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or maybe they want to take me for a dance. Um, And then I either go off for a private dance or VIP, or I move on to the next person. How long do you give someone? Um, if I've just come off stage, I won't give anyone that long because I want to make the most of the people that just saw me on stage. So I'll keep it pretty quick, like not even a minute probably. Okay. Um, and just move around. If I'm, if I haven't just come off stage, I'll give someone a while. What's a while for you? Maybe up to like 10 minutes, maybe even more if they're like, oh, let's have a drink. And like, and they're not, if they're like on the fence, I'll definitely stay there because I you know, know that thing that... as well when you warm somebody up and then yeah. they don't have a dance and then you walk away and then the and next woman who goes and they're up warmed up they're ready the and you're exactly. like you fucking owe me money bitch yeah exactly <laughs> I did this I just for you. did all the work for your yeah. groundwork so no I actually do I stick it out and I, I've become quite in my old age yeah <laughs> become quite persistent a persistent cunt with a lactose intolerance and a missing tooth <laughs> and a missing tooth um yeah and persistency does sometimes pay off i mean yeah bully them if, if that's your thing i, I sadly not bully bully no, but no, like I mean, if you just keep I, uh, yeah. I think it's fine <laughs> but yeah that, that seems to be my tactic what's your what's your kind of move when so, you get straight off the stage when it comes to room stage i think i'm quite similar to you where i sort of do the rounds mm. of the room i'm definitely going to go up to the people who seem like they're the most engaged with mm-hmm. my show um and i really am literally looking out at every single person in that room mm-hmm. like if even if it's packed out i have noticed everybody who might be paying attention to me the people who aren't paying attention to me mm. um so and you I remember of, your collection as well i remember my collection who was polite yeah. who was engaging with me mm-hmm. you know i try and be as engaging as possible and joke with people while i'm moving around the room as mm. well so i'm just seeing like who's fun as well you mm-hmm. know and who's going to be like vibing with you also if any regulars are in there people that i know have dances with me mm. who are specifically there to see me as well the ones who will get offended if you don't come to them first oh, versus yeah. the ones oh. that are like oh no you just do your thing and I'll, i can dance with you anytime right you get so so you get like temperamental customers mm-hmm. as well who like get a bit jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I really dealt quite well with like groups of men as well. Like, like I, stags and I'm stuff, really good yeah. with a stag party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my tactic generally is to humiliate the leader um, <laughs> and then get dances off of all of his friends who are too scared to humiliate him. Yeah. So that would generally be my way on that I one. I do the thing as well where I'm like, come on guys, everyone put in for him yes. to have a dance. As well. If the stag is nice, the stag. Yeah. if the stag's nice, then that is absolutely yeah. a tactic is where you get all of his friends to pay for him mm-hmm. to get dances yeah, or yeah, a VIP yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. Um, so that's quite good if you've got like a kind of a bit of a stingy group, um, then they feel like they're doing something for him. Also, sometimes the stags don't want to have a dance because they feel bad. They don't even really want to come into a strip club yeah, anyway. Their friends have so what I will yeah. do is I will whisper to the stag going, don't fuck this up for me. We can just sit and talk. So <laughs> just let all your friends pay for you. And then you and I can just go sit and talk. And then you get to look to them that you had a dance, but you get to go back to your future wife and say, didn't have any dances mm-hmm. and everything's golden. So yeah. just highly manipulative yeah. is my tactic on that one. Um, and then, you know, generally I'm looking for people that I have a connection with, yeah. you know, like I really, those are always the first people that you really yeah. want to be going and taking for a dance. Cause you know, that ultimately one dance probably going to lead to another. Absolutely. And, and if I don't do a VIP, I, I want to like that person, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I never, you know, some women will say anything, especially in Vegas, right. Mm. You know, they're like, yeah, I'll fuck you. Where I work, yeah, and you too, yeah, exactly. So some clubs will literally pretend that they're going to fuck them, pretend, yeah. you know, and it's like complete catfish situation in real life and I'm just like I don't want to be in a room with somebody alone for an hour Mm. and like just they're furious at you because they've paid you shit I'll allude to that I'll allude to it but I I won't specifically say it because then I think maybe if I like you that at some point in our lives I might fuck you yeah that's what I do I'm like but it's true yeah like I might do it's just a shame that they're also disappointing like you know like it's not my fault it's on you not me I'm a massive slut so if you were just more interesting and likable for a longer period of time it is true Uh, I mean I have fucked customers before yeah because they're been hot and I like them so it Indeed. could happen you and know, you know as we Klaus. and do you remember that Canadian French yeah. singer that was obsessed with himself and had his own like uh weird sort of cut out book of pictures of himself that he yeah. carried around with him that's pretty weird yeah it was really strange um, but he was hot <laughs> and I, I talked about Dr. Ben who I yes yeah yeah, yeah. so I dated for a little while yeah I mean my a... ex-boyfriend I met in a club in VIP and yeah. I was with him for five years so I actually think... I think you were like yeah, you really mean it. I mean, I really mean it, but there's only a small <laughs> amount of people that it's going to happen to. So uh, yeah, yeah. I always sort of allude to like, well, if you come into VIP, you can get my number, and then we can, you know, meet outside of here one time. Like, I'll say something like that because, like, we might, we but might. Maybe I just want dinner. I, I don't will know. often say that you know, let's just do the VIP because you're in my place of work right now. Mm. Um, and if we're having a really good time and it feels like it should carry on afterwards, then mm. great. Um, but it just generally doesn't (laughs) it normally ends there yeah so I make no specific promises yeah and you know it's on you guys like be interesting enough I don't know what to say I mean Um, I I hear some girls spill and it's like funny they're like there's no cameras in there babe happy endings oh, happy endings oh wow yeah see I don't want that they're because like, I'll suck you off I'll do it like, see I don't want that straight up because that's just, just too like, specific wow yeah <laughs> I want to be able to like just you know like yeah. skirt around it, the situation exactly and not quite yeah the specificity is all about that and listen if you're like you know Darren from accounts and you're about 60 years old and a bit boring you should be able to work out that like but it's never going to go happen. beyond that because like you just just know that like so I don't know you're lying to yourself you know where if you've like got a really amazing personality and big dick yeah. and you're really interesting 
and you're going to spend loads of money on me and you're funny. Yes. And rich. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Rich. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, it's just like the real world, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know what to tell you. I mean, funny. I, There's got to be a mutual exchange here I would at the end of the money. day. But so, you know, in in Vegas as well, do you remember the floor dances? Oh, they're the they worst. They were awful. $20. $20. And then they would always try and touch you. And, and they'd you're be like, not allowed you're to not touch allowed to touch. There. But then, so how do you stand upright? Because it's carpeted floor. You're trying to dance and be sexy and take your clothes off. You've got nothing to hold on to. No. So it's... it's Floor dances, you don't really want to waste too much time on. But if it's a really shit night full of cheap customers, yeah. that might just be the way it you make all your up. money. So for those of you who don't know what a floor dance is, if you're not in the industry, a floor dance is basically when you dance on the floor in the club rather than going into, you know, like a booth dance, which yeah. is where you would go upstairs and you'd have like your own little private booth. So that would be like a private dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then VIP would be you get your own private room. Yeah. So the so floor dance is like guys. Everyone be, can see. If yeah. You're, every, you're like floor, open to the which whole is floor. not that fun. Normally they're just topless. Yeah. Um, and so it is kind of a version of uh, just, I don't know. It, it's, it's like kind a, of an advertisement. Yeah. But then I feel like they can never be good enough that the customer is going to be like, I don't yeah, know. I let's... have like translated quite a lot of floor dances mm. into going upstairs. To private dances. Um, into, like into a booth dance or right. you know, a yeah. booth private dance. I mean, you can always upsell and say like, I'll take my panties off. And, yeah, indeed. You know. So like, and, that, yeah. and before I worked in touching clubs, I sort of was like, oh, I don't want to work in touching clubs. After working in touching clubs, I'd find it quite hard to go back to yeah. just like I don't want to work in a non-touching club. Yeah, I need is, to be touched. It, <laughs> it is much harder work. But you can always sort of do the upsell. Although I do remember quite a few times like doing, you know, doing booth dances for somebody in Vegas and being like, oh, we could get like a private room. And I was always honest. Like I was mm-hmm. never pretended like anything else would happen, but I didn't like explicitly say like it's basically the same as here, but twice as much money. Yeah. Um, you just go, there's a bed in there. Yeah, exactly. There's a bed. Yeah, there's a bed. And we it's private. We're yeah. just, it's more privacy. Um and I had a few guys who were like, can I just check with you that like nothing's so I've just paid and nothing's gonna happen and it's this no is difference. what it is. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, basically yeah I remember you doing that yeah, yeah and just being like yeah it's just more expensive it's just more expensive and then but then he was like okay okay like well, just managing his expectations yeah. you know and I didn't say I was gonna do exactly. anything so yeah, then, guys know what you're paying for like know what you're you're going into oh generally in a strip club you're probably not gonna fuck you might but you don't but listen like, if you want to fuck right don't go into a strip club Go like, to a brothel. Go to a brothel or, go or to hire an escort. An escort. Like, like, it just makes so much more sense. It's so much more sanitary. It's so much nicer. For, like for me, I don't care if like for my fellow dancers, what you if you do full service sex work, awesome. Like knock yourself out. But those spaces aren't set up for it. Yeah. And it's not sanitary. There's nobody coming in and cleaning up after mm-hmm. you. There's no condoms. There's mm. no, you know, so it's just like, it's not good. It's not a good scene. And I totally get that if you've got to do extras to make your money up or anything like that, like there's zero judgment on that, but there's do better it. places to yeah, do it. Yeah, do it after. Go somewhere else. Like do also be safe. But Yeah, mm. and I get that as well. That, mm. you know, if you're a dancer and, you know, that if you're in a club, there is an element of safety there mm-hmm. that you're not going to get if you're going mm-hmm. and working independently as well. So yeah. it's complicated. There are also some clubs that do allow it. So like workout is your club somewhere that turns a blind eye. Or yeah. are you working in a club where actually you're probably going to get fired and you're probably going to It's not worth risking off. your job. So, yeah. But, you know. Just I... work it out. Because there, there are totally places in Miami that are essentially brothels, but they're set up like clubs. So as long as yeah. you're being sanitary and safe and you've got condoms and whatever, then yeah. Go yeah. And it. clean up after yourself. Yeah. You know, be nice to your fellow dancers. <laughs> bring some wet wipes. I don't know. I, yeah. I used to like walk around with that little miniature 
um, hand sanitizer bottle from Dr. Balmer's. So it was like uh, yeah. an organic one that was like the lavender smell. Fun. Yeah, I'd be yeah. spraying that all over myself, all over everything, all the time. While you're just like throwing underwear on the floor. But I think anyway. I've still got mine. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Memories. Um, and then, you know, in the VIP as well, it's if you want to get somebody into that VIP, some guys are just, they want privacy. They just want to have that kind of big baller experience. Mm-hmm. Or some people just really want to feel like they're getting one-on-one time with you, Yeah, you know? And so like a lot of people, like we're talking about like, this is all a hustle. It's not all a hustle. A lot of men who go into these places know exactly what they're what doing. What they want. They've been here before. Yeah. They know what they're looking for. They want to spend the money. So ultimately, as long as you're providing the service that they're expecting, then- it's all good everyone's happy. I do remember once sitting on a guy's lap and he just blurted out that he had like broken his penis um, so that he didn't want to go to uh, full service sex workers because he was like, yeah, my penis is broken. I had a very traumatic traumatic accident. I was like, oh. Did he tell you how? I feel like something fell on it. What? What? Well, it was hard. Uh, I I didn't get (laughs) as far as that. He's like one of those guys that turned up to the hospital with like a Henry Hoover attached to his knob or something. Like, I don't know how I got there. Sadly, he didn't want to spend any money. And I was like, "Eh, I'm not that interested. Yeah, (laughs) broken broken penis. Um, But some people don't want to, you know, they don't want to have anything expected of them. They don't want anything further. So the strip club is perfect for that. Because it's just right on that gray area Mm -hmm. of not feeling guilty when you go home. Yes. some people just want to talk too. And out in the club, you can't really just talk because yeah. it's so loud. So they want to go somewhere private where you can essentially play therapist all night long. Indeed. And I mean, earn lots of money. If I was like an older gentleman with loads of money. I would totally go to the strip club. I would totally go to the strip club because mm-hmm. also it's just like you can say anything. It mm. is basically like a confessional where nobody judges you at all. You can have your own personal little party. A yeah. lot of the VIPs, you can put your own music on as well. Mm-hmm. So that's quite fun. Yeah. Um, And you just like get to hang out with fun women that yeah. generally speaking, if you just like randomly went up into a bar, uh, they're not going to talk to you. Yeah. Right. So it's and like you can find your one specific dancer as well. Indeed. So that's always like, yeah, go, go find her. Go find she's her. She's out there somewhere. She's she me. is. She's me. <laughs> or maybe Come she's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as well, like as much as we joke about, um, you know, if we're going to go home with a guy, whatever, like that's sort of, it, it's half in jest because I actually have been friends and like have very, they're still professional relationships, mm-hmm. but very long lasting yeah. relationships with customers over years and years and years that I know everything about their lives yeah. and they know a lot of things about mm-hmm. my life. And I'm very honest with them. I would say mm. when I was in a relationship, I would say, you know, everything that was going on. So mm-hmm. it would be it would be a relationship in a way, but you're providing a service at the same time. Yeah. And the best customers are the ones who understand that. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. that they're not sort of getting upset that it hasn't become something more Anything than that. Else, yeah. It's like you, it's, it's that sort of dancing in between. The and two. they respect the boundaries there. So yeah. I think that's nice. Yeah. I have, I have probably about five regular customers that I really enjoy their company. I have one in particular who's really great and like totally respects the, ba- the boundaries that I put up. And actually I just feel like every time we see each other, we get to know each other on a deeper deeper basis and it's really nice it's a, a very specific kind of friendship that you don't necessarily get out there in the real world no so it's yeah I mean I hold all those relationships very close to my heart and I, I like think flirting nice. with people as well yeah, so it's, it's like fun. you know it's quite fun and it's yeah it's sort of I don't know there's like a safety in yeah. that as well that it is something erotic it is something yes. sexy but it doesn't ever cross a boundary mm-hmm. that 
would make people feel bad yeah. in a way for one reason or another. And also, but... they're potentially people you wouldn't necessarily meet in real life. That's right? also very true. So you're actually able to connect and talk to people that you wouldn't necessarily make friends with. So no. I think like that's really cool in itself because we tend to stick to our little groups or whatever. Yeah. But actually, like fuck it, branch out. You can still have good friendships and relationships with people that maybe have nothing in common with. I remember one of my favorite customers. I still to this day I sort of think, oh man, I wish I was still in touch with him. And it was just we just never exchanged numbers because we just didn't. And I'd see him quite regularly and he was so lovely but his life was like you know challenging he looked after his elderly mother you know he didn't really enjoy his job and what he really enjoyed was coming in to see me once a week he would have loads of dances and then we would just talk at the bar mm -hmm. and he was really respectful if you saw that somebody else wanted to dance he's like oh go go get that dance just mm -hmm. come back over when you're ready he would get everybody drinks he would always tip um, and he was just like a, a total class A customer, right? That's so nice. And he, but he wasn't like a baller. It wasn't like he was spending thousands and thousands it's, or anything it's like that. that. It's though. not about yeah. that. It's not about that specifically. It's also about consistency. And he was not, consistent. Yeah. And he was my client for a good solid 10 years, wow. right? And coming That's in so once lovely. a week and spending at least like 200 pounds mm -hmm. once a week. That's very consistent. So yes. also like recognizing the difference between somebody who's just a one-off mm -hmm. that you're never going to see again versus somebody who comes in all the time like that. If you put it together over all the years, they're spending a lot more yes. money than that one guy who's just exactly. spending a fortune on one night. You yeah. know? So everybody, you know, everything has its own merits and its own position and is worth mm -hmm. looking into. Um, I mean, one of my favorite things to do to just try and do like honey pot trap was just basically to use you as bait. Um, <laughs> as which, literal bait. As literal bait. Do you remember bait. you had me on a lead? Yeah. With the collar, my boyfriend always talks about it. He's like, the first time I ever saw you two, like you were on a lead and like Buffy was just like Leading taking you around the club. Yeah. And it really worked. It did. Like, yes, yes. Yes, I will come along with you. I mean, uh, well, it was, it wasn't just, a, it wasn't like a dog collar. It was like this really it beautiful. It was really cute. Yeah. It was yeah. like this beautiful satin, yeah. uh, like shirt collar, but then had like this beautiful like small chain. gold chain attached to it and then I had um like the end bit around my wrist that was like made out of like patent leather yeah no, I got it, was it from really this cute. amazing company called Froiling Kink and uh, she makes all these like handmade gorgeous lingerie accessories yeah. and stuff like that we like matched our outfits yeah and, we did yeah and you I mean you, you looked like my little pet little pet and that is what I look like to be fair so we really leaned into it yeah. Sort of yeah, yeah so you know like if you're going to work with somebody as yeah. well like work the stage with somebody or yeah. work the floor with somebody like either find somebody who you can go for that like twins kind yes, of thing yeah. right where you guys look like exactly the same yeah. or you can do the opposites yeah sometimes you'll see gruesome twosome. yeah you can do gruesome some twosome, of them. yeah which are just scary um, um, I just hear Jaws music. Terrifying shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indeed. But you also will get like women who, you know, like one will be blonde, one will be brunette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have very similar bodies yeah, yeah, yeah. versus just people who vibe together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and then you can go for the like basically, I don't know, like here's my captive slave. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, and that is you. I mean, I think that probably one of my favorite VIPs ever that we did together was that do you remember, so he's a Southeast Asian guy? Oh my God. He, <laughs> he had two thumbs on one hand. No, on both hands. On both? Yeah. Oh, was it on both? Yeah. So wait, he had four thumbs all together? He had four thumbs all together. Wow. And so I, I had seen him in the club before 
and danced for him before. And he like, he was quite kinky. Like he was just, he was like very inexperienced, but then also really into. Wanted to branch out. Yeah. Wanted to branch out into things. And so I don't, I was just like talking some right weird filth to him. being like, oh, I bet you can do lots of those thumbs. (laughs) And I was like, I know the perfect person who'd love all your thumbs, right? You. (laughs) Yeah. I remember you kind of coerced me into the situation that I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into. And you had obviously spoken to him about how he he wanted to experience the golden shower well yeah so he well I probably should have prepped you because basically we're in the VIP and I was like I'm not gonna do that but I know who will yes. <laughs> so I went back out the and floor. also don't give someone a golden shower in the VIP I didn't specifically yeah, so do that don't worry you can't so basically I went out onto the floor to find heaven because I was like she'll do anything <laughs> And I decided the best way of going about this was to procure a champagne glass and to instruct you to piss in it. (laughs) Which I obviously did. But as you weed in it and we're in the bathroom and I'm watching you weed in it, this was like... I mean, it really brought the gold into golden shower. It was like teak. Like when we couldn't see time, through it. No, what was it was the last just cloudy. Any water? I don't know. I was working. Probably not since the day before <laughs> so or something. We brought this glass of very um, opaque. Cloudy apple juice. That's what it looked like. We into the VIP, <laughs> and so he thought that you were just going to like straddle him and pee on his face. But I was like, we can't do that. We're in a strip club. We'll get in trouble. So I'll make it happen for you, but yeah. in a way that's possible. So we were dancing for him, and I just put it on the side. I didn't tell him what it was. I was just like, yeah, we're going to do a sexy dance. So we start dancing, and he paid you as well. So we sort of sorted all that out, and then I was like, so do you want to take a sip of the special champagne, right? And I passed him over. Obviously, he knew that it was we. And he took a sip of it, and then I made him hold it in his mouth and wouldn't let him swallow. And And then we put it back, and we were dancing for him some more. And I was like, would you like some more? And he went, no, thank you. No, thank you. I was so offended. Like, nothing offends me, but mate. I didn't know how you were offended. But I like everything in me to not laugh and just like absolutely die. It's very funny. And I never saw him again. Yeah, never saw him again. And he probably never drank pee again. Yeah. I mean, At least it, he found out he wasn't actually into a golden shower. I think he would have been into my golden showers. I'm very fucking hydrated. <laughs> it would have been it would have been like just drinking water. Like you're very, I don't know, you're like salty peanuts. <laughs> If I'm honest, if you see me in a strip club, I don't look like the kind of person that's going to have very clear pee. No, you don't. Like, <laughs> you look like you know somebody who will like, yeah. It's a desert in my, in my <laughs> bladder. <laughs> I actually do drink water now. I'm really good with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you. I'm proud of yourself. <laughs> I only drink mineral water as well. I will definitely drink tap water. I drink a lot of water. I'm very hydrated. If you bump into heaven and I and you like pee, I'm your lady. But, tap water doesn't actually hydrate you. I can't you. pee on command. Oh, yeah, you can't. No. no. It takes me ages. So mm. um, if you're into pee and you're paying enough, you will we also have to, have to be incredibly patient. <laughs> so, and with that, I think there's nothing else for us to say. So, I'll give you guys some food for thought in between season three and four. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, I love you. Love you too. Okay.
Okay, on our listeners write in today, we have the fabulous Gabriella, who sent us a really interesting question. Um, So I'm just going to read out her message from our DMs. Oh my God, I really want to be a stripper. I mean, yes. Yes, of course. Do it. Um, <laughs> you both sound so incredible. You are incredible, Heaven. You're incredible. Yes, thanks. 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 Um, incredible. Okay. So uh, the job sounds interesting and fun and money making. I'm just so nervous. I've done some amateur burlesque shows. I love dancing and being naked, but I'm nervous. How do I go about getting an audition? I also have a full-time job, wondering if either of you have ever juggled both. Uh, I'm 31 years old, so I'm not sure if anyone would even take me on now being older. They will. Yeah, I know. Having never (laughs) done this before, anything like this before. I'm nervous about the client side of things. Do you get chucked out of strip clubs if you don't manage to give any private dances? No. Um, Would love some tips on how to first get started and if you have a recommended starting out club. Love the pod in all capitals. Yes. Uh, Recommend it to all my friends. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. For recommending us and loving us we love you too mm-hmm. um so that's like a lot of questions so first altogether. point first is... point so the first point is that you want to be a stripper and how do you go about this and also so how do I go about getting an audition so I mean you've auditioned more recently than me I guess at different clubs yeah I would say that there's quite a few clubs in London. Not necessarily all of them are great and not necessarily all of them are taking on girls at the moment. I would also yeah. suggest that if you had it in you to look outside of London too, because actually some of those clubs are really good and they're quite non-committal. Yeah. So you don't actually have to commit all those nights. And especially if you're ju- juggling a full-time job, you might be better looking outside of London. Somewhere where you could just do one yeah. shift a week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, London I think... seems to be quite tight. Obviously, like, you're totally welcome to go for yeah. it and give it a go in London. But I know that they're quite funny on, like, well, you got to turn up on this day and that day. And blah, 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 and it's really high house fees in the majority of clubs Absolutely. In and, you know, where are you? I, London, obviously, you're going to get more clientele in some ways. But I have always found that the smaller clubs tend to be friendlier. Yes. Um, I've actually had good experiences of working outside of London. Yeah. So. I mean, I never have worked outside of London. I would actually like to give it a try. We have talked about maybe doing a, a little UK tour. Yes, we um, should go. I say that, but then being up at nighttime, I might cry again. I don't know. <laughs> like, are there clubs we can work in the daytime? But what I find as well is like often when you get guys who come from outside of London into London to go to the strip clubs, mm-hmm. they're so nice and they're so yep. excited and they really spend a lot of money. So yes. I would think that like the more provincial clubs would probably mm-hmm. be quite nice mm-hmm. um, to work so there's, in. So there's one in Maidenhead, which is supposed to be quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called Honeypot. Yeah. There's also one in Basildon, I think, called Cats. That's Cats I've heard some good, good things about. Um, yeah. actually when Jordan Gray came on, her and her wife like to go to cats. Oh, okay. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, she had, South End. indeed. Yeah. So she had good things to say about that. Um, the fact of being 31 is really that not a big matter. deal at yeah. all, you know, so it's just more about how you present yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, I think definitely listen back to our, uh, first time, uh, episode as what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, prepping and everything. A lot of clubs these days also do ask you for pictures. Um, so it might not be a bad idea to have some sexy pictures that you feel happy with um, yep. in lingerie just to be able to send over if they ask you to. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't, you know, I think since COVID, they've people have been a little bit less willing to just like have you drop into a club Yeah. Um, in the same way. So that can be a good thing to prep up for. Although that tends to be my way 
Yeah. I normally, I remember when I literally lost my job um, at Ye Old Axe. Well, lost it as in we weren't allowed to do private dances anymore. Yeah. So I was like, there's no point in me being here. And I literally wandered down the road to the nearest strip club and went and got a job there. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can. can do it that way if you want, but just know that when you go out and your travels, you may not be fruitful and they may say, actually, can you come back and audition another night? For sure. And so, also to like, don't get despondent if, you, if a club mm-hmm. doesn't uh, accept you. As you will have also heard, I get rejected from clubs all the time <laughs> and so you will find one that uh, just likes you and it's generally just the opinion of one person so it's yeah. not personal to you really yes um you know the other thing that I would say is that definitely because you are juggling a full-time job it's like what do you want from this mm-hmm. you know being a stripper is a lot of work and it does take time to be profitable and to really kind of find your space in that um and so if it's just for a bit of fun um by all means, go for it. But just kind of knowing that to really make good money and to really get regulars and all that kind of stuff, it takes time and effort, yeah. just like any other job. Yeah. Um. And so you're not going to just like waltz in and suddenly make thousands of pounds. Um. That's just not realistic. Although you will have that fresh dancer vibe. True. And that tends it tends to be the case that when you first start as a dancer or at a new club, you're like flavor of the month. That's because true. Because you've just started. So also if that le- is the case, yeah. go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Lean <laughs> make into that like, money while you. That you're brand new. Uh, yes. Definitely don't pretend that you've done this for ages. Just be like, I don't know what I'm I doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. No, that no, really no. works yeah, no. for a lot of men. Um, so <laughs> lean in deep to that. Um, you will never get thrown out of a strip club for not managing to give any private dances. No. You've paid your house fees. Although so. I did work at a club, and I'm going to name and shame because I don't yeah. give a shit about them, but 23 um, Pool Street. Oh, yeah, they, they were funny about fired VIPs. girls. Yeah. yeah, they actually let go of girls who were basically like, bottom of the list yeah Yeah. bottom earners so they would look at the the two bottom earners I think every year or something and then fire them I mean that wasn't my favorite club I ever worked in for a lot of reasons so (laughs) but yeah so I mean some listen some clubs are great some clubs aren't great Mm -hmm. but there's lots of clubs so just if something isn't working for you go somewhere else um first club to get started in once again, this is really dependent on how much time you have to give mm-hmm. into this. I think Heaven's Point of going maybe slightly outside of London mm-hmm. is a really good suggestion, especially mm-hmm. when you're getting started because it's just going to feel a little bit less intimidating. Yep. And also because lots of clubs are closing down in London at the moment, um, a, a lot of women are looking for jobs right now. And so it is pretty cutthroat and pretty difficult to get jobs in strip clubs in London. Mm-hmm. So um, if you drive or you know have somebody maybe who lives slightly outside of London you can stay with, that would definitely be a big recommendation Mm. my first choice would have been the sunset strip yes to go as your first club as a baby stripper but unfortunately not possible it's not a thing anymore so yeah all right see you later later. bye Thanks for tuning in today. If you haven't already, we would really appreciate you hitting that subscribe button and leaving us a positive review. All show notes and social media links can be found on our website, www.strippersintheattic.com. This episode was brought to you by House of Vixens, produced by Stephen Armstrong, editing and post-production by Adam Grigg, original music by Myron Cohen and Hart McNee. Thanks again for listening, everyone. I'm Buffy. And I'm Heaven. And together we are Strippers in the Attic. Thank you.